Remember when you went through that Led Zeppelin phase in high school? Well, we didn't. So we're here to bring you back to the glory days as we rediscover classic dad music and culture. I'm Lily. I'm Ryan. I'm Grace. And we're not dads, but we are friends. And here's our podcast, Dad Box. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome to this episode of Dad Bops, where we are going to review, you guessed it, The Who. <laughs> I don't know if you did guess it, <laughs> but um, if you did, it. you're smart. You guessed it. <laughs> um, so we're doing a new thing where one of us gets to choose the band and the other two don't have a say in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ryan chose The Who. Yeah, because I had never listened to the who as a kid and like didn't really get it i had fans or like friends that liked them a lot and i just couldn't get into it for sure so here we are so a little background on the who the whoville they were an english rock band formed in the 60s and they had roger daltrey guitarist and singer pete Townshend, who i think is like really popular that's what i've gathered pete townsend P. Townsend. <laughs> oh, I said Towshen. For any Townshend. big Who fans out there, don't come for our heads. <laughs> They're like, fuck her. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to like correct you, but. <laughs> no, you should correct me on it. Okay. Um, okay, bass guitarist. Okay, the, the game for me is to pronounce these names. <laughs> yeah. John Entwistle. Yeah. Nice. Okay. That's nice. Gans, yeah. Seems right. And then drummer Keith Moon, also another pop name. He's really popular, right? V pop, yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so they're considered one of the most influential rock bands of the twentieth century, which I feel like is like every band we've done so far that's been said about them, but whatever. Yeah. Um, selling over a hundred million records worldwide and holding reputation for their live shows and studio work. Major contributions to rock music include the fact that they were one of the first bands to use really large PA systems and the use of synthesizers, two things I'm very appreciative of them for. And also Moon's like style of playing yeah. the drum skis. I thought it was funny that they originally wanted to come up with a rock opera. So a couple of the songs off of the album that we're doing, which is Who's Next, come from that project. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then they broke up because they all had just like different creative differences and wanted to do different things. Also, one of them died. And can I just say... <laughs> also, yeah. one of them died. Side note, one of them died. <laughs> Moving um, on, yeah. <laughs> So There's pour one out. There is one that dies. There is always one that dies. Like was right who? in the middle of the thing. Yeah, like Who Are You came out, and then like it was just totally overshadowed by Keith Moon's death. Oh, it oh was he the dr- died. It's the drummer. It's always the drummer. Yeah, it's always the drummer. Oh. He attended a party by Paul McCartney to celebrate Buddy Holly's birthday, and he went home and took a bunch of like pills to treat his alcoholism withdrawal symptoms, and then he died. Yeah, he which OD'd is, like, on alcohol withdrawal pills. The it's crazy. most rock and wow. roll death I've ever heard of. Yeah. Okay. All of ABBA's still alive, right? Well, apparently they all died in a car crash. I that's what I <laughs> thought, but I guess I was Call wrong. back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um if no you haven't listened to our ABBA album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which Get uh, that. why? What are you doing? Go back. Cop that. Um and then no one from Fleetwood Mac, but uh Lindsay Buckingham is dead to me. Um <laughs> all right. Yep. Who was the who to you? Nice. Wow. Uh <laughs> you hold on. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> Nothing. I didn't even know who who they were. I don't even think I heard their name, to be honest. What? Wow. I feel like they really like floated around beside me, but never like came into focus. But wait, on this album, like 
having listened to it now, you had heard some of these songs before. Yeah, right? I listened to that. I think I watched that show. The Won't show? Get Fooled Again show. CSI Miami. <laughs> oh. Where the intro's like, <laughs> yeah! Yeah, 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 the scream at the end. You can't yeah. think of it no, without thinking it of... it something else, too. Oh, it's a maybe. pretty iconic scream. Maybe it's just like a really popular song. I love that song, yeah. but it's like, now I can only picture like David Caruso putting the sunglasses on every time I hear that. <laughs> I think it is their most popular song. I think I read that somewhere. So mm. that makes sense. I thought, and Bob O'Reilly's really popular, really too. really popular, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anyways, I didn't know anything about them. The end. <laughs> yeah. My experience was like, I knew who they were. Um, my dad was a big classic rock fan in general, and he had a lot of vinyl and stuff. And like, I liked Bob O'Reilly. And I liked a couple others, but I didn't know. I didn't know much about them. Um, Hi, Dad. No, I, hey, Dad. Hello, Hi. Dad. Um, I didn't know anything about them. I knew that they were a band. I knew that they existed, but I could not tell you one single song that they sung, like many of these bands that we choose. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never heard any of the songs that were on this album before. Whoa. None of them sounded familiar to me. Um, really? Wow. Yeah. I always knew. Well, not always, but I, I have really liked the song, Who Are You? But I didn't know that they sang it. And now that makes sense because they're the who. (laughs) Um, And there's like the scene that Louis C.K. does in his show, Louie, that like I love where he's singing the song. And I know he's like controversial and people have like different opinions about him now. But he's like, dude, it's like the epitome of a dad scene. It's like perfect. He's like riding in the car with his two daughters in the background. And it's just like a full take of him just singing that entire song and like getting into it so hard and like drumming on the steering wheel and like all this stuff. And like his two girls are just like staring at him. Like you're a fucking loser. I forgot about that. I've I seen love that, that scene, scene though. Dude. Speaking of that too, Louis also had a scene. He has like a clip on a talk show where he's like, have you ever heard that part? Like that Bruce uh, Springsteen song, jungle land. And he like, he's talking about it with Conan O'Brien. I really wanted to post it on Twitter, but I was oh. like, uh, I think we're going to get dragged by post. Oh, the crossover. It's so confusing. Louis C.K. content. But yep. Yep. Yeah. But he is a dad. He's a dad. And he likes the who. All right. True indeed. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Okay. <laughs> okay. I figured out what I was thinking of, though. Baba yeah. O'Reilly is on a different CSI. Oh, it is? Really? Yeah. So they use two different who songs from this thing. What is CSI about? What is that show? It's just like really graphic, uh, like crimes and sex crimes, and then like a slick team of like investigators. <laughs> that so like that's why I've never watched it. Yeah, got yeah. it. I don't watch it. I personally liked Criminal Minds more, but isn't that with Mandy Patinkin? I don't know who that is. I don't know. Who that is oh, wow. I was reacting okay. to your facial expression. <laughs> what? Wait, who is she? What's she look like? Oh no, Mandy Patinkin's a man. Um, no, you probably do know who he is. He's in. Um, oh, is he the really cute guy? No, in Criminal Minds. I mean, he is a beautiful man, but no, he's older. He was in, um, he was in The Princess Bride, the the Spanish guy who's trying to find the person who killed his dad. Oh, yeah. But okay. I know him because he was in a lot of Broadway musicals with Stephen Sondheim and Bernadette Peters. So, CSI New York theme song is song number one. Bob O'Reilly. <laughs> That's what we're gonna. So what are our feelings on this song? Does anyone have any feelings? I love this song, first of all. I think it's like a banger right off, right out Mm -hmm. the gate, banger. Hundo P. The synth intro is fire, for sure. Yes. And I also think it's like, they're actually kind of like weirdly conservative, like politically. Mm, Okay. Because it's like, 
I feel like what he's talking about is like this hippie wave that happened, but like his he's going into this fantasy of like basically like I own a farm, I work in the field, and like I have a wife. It's sort of like what I'm reading into this. That's interesting. I read that it was like after he went to Woodstock. So you think it's him looking back on like the hippiness of like Woodstock in the day being like these dang kids. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I think they're hard to pin down because they have a lot of like weird spiritual stuff going on too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's like a lot of takes where it's like he's saying something that's kind of like reactionary, even though they're like a punk ish band. This is very dad, I would say. Yeah. Super dad. Oh, 100 percent dad. Yeah. Like, this reminds me of a poem that I can't remember the name of and I didn't look up. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But now I'm trying to backtrack and look it up right now. But it's like an old poem. We'll put it in the the description of the episode. Yeah, once I figure it out. There are a lot of things about this album, like, I don't have unanswered questions for. Mm. If anyone listens and knows the poem I'm thinking of. Let me know. Just a shot in the dark. Nice. <laughs> Throw tweet me a poem or two, you know? Tweet us a poem that you think relates um, to the That you song. think might apply here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do really like this song, though. Like, I feel like I've heard it so many times, and it doesn't, like, get old in the same way other songs get old, because there's mm. so many different things that, like, happen throughout that you're like, oh, it's a different song. JK, it's, like, still the same song. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I agree so much. I feel like every time this comes on, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this is a good time to hear Bob O'Reilly. Like, I'm never, like, going (laughs) to skip it, you know? Yeah, I agree. I would never skip it. Do you guys think this is, like, a good karaoke song or, like, a bad karaoke song? Well, my issue with choosing some karaoke songs sometimes, something I like to think about, is are you going to be standing up there during, like, an instrumental, like, Mm -hmm. awkwardly? And You you have to to air guitar. Yeah, which I'm not opposed to. to You have to air synthesizer here a little bit. (laughs) Air synth, Um, Also, hashtag fire fiddle in this song, for sure. So you'd have to do some air. Hashtag fire fiddle. Yeah, we'd have to air fiddle. Do we know who plays it? Actually, no, I don't know who plays it, but it's great. And I'd never say that the fiddle is great. That's how you know it's fire. Exactly. The fiddle is not different than a violin, right? No, it's not. But I feel like the fi- the fiddle is when the violin is used to be a little. It's when you twist it ninety degrees. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you don't like the fiddle because it's folksy, right? And I don't like that. But if you're playing like an orchestral piece, I feel like then it's the violin. Mm. You know yeah, I, mean? I played the violin for three years. Oh wow, I didn't know that. I didn't either. Well, I did. I, I was bad. bad. You were bad at it. Yeah, and then I quit. Damn. Sad. Oh yeah, been I in the Who cover band. Not, yeah, not to like totally change the topic here, but like, no, <laughs> I don't care about the instrumentation. Skip right that. ahead. No, uh, thanks. Sorry, <laughs> but so you know the like the teenage wasteland part yeah. where it's like they're all wasted and yeah. like it makes you think of like drugs and whatever. Definitely. I saw some interview where it's not really talking about people that were trying to be pr- progressive, but it was like people that jumped on the wave of like being progressive or wanting to change the world as a fad. And then like, oh. and then got wasted. Oh, wow. We so, totally huh. see that today too. I would say What's like it called now, um, white feminism. No, Boom. but yeah, that does suck. No, I know what you're talking about. Oh, slacktivism. No, slacktivism. These are all great terms. <laughs> was like, no. I was thinking no. of when you get like, um, tired from social justice, like compassion fatigue. fatigue? Yeah burnout oh for sure yeah. mm. Mm. maybe that's not well i feel like those are two different here. things like one is like wow i can't talk about this anymore i'm gonna get wasted and one is like 
Yeah. It's cool to wear like a feminist shirt, but like I'm still going to call people a slut and then I'll yeah. just like get drunk, which is like fine to get drunk. But yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is like making fun of like the coexist bumper sticker or something. Oh, like, like sure. that, that yeah. kind of thing. This was a song that I was so like engrossed in the musical component of it that I wasn't really paying attention to the lyrics. So I knew it was like kind of about these themes, but I didn't know it was like a negative spin on it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Cause I just thought if they were at Woodstock, then that was how they were too. But I like love this song so much. And it was like, my heart was so full listening to it because we had just come off of listening to Led Zeppelin, which was like a <laughs> suffering week for me. And then like immediately the next morning after we decided to listen to the who, like I put it on at work and I was just like, yes, yeah. like I'm so happy. So I'm just so glad I'm not listening to Letty Z anymore. The next song is called bargain. good <laughs> known as a great love song to some <laughs> not to me <laughs> no yeah no i think it's really gross and intense and creepy <laughs> oh really okay yeah do we, can i pull up the lyrics really quick yeah, please. yeah it's it's gross okay i'd gladly lose me to find you i'd gladly give up all i have to find you i'd suffer anything and be glad i'd pay any price just to get you i'd work all my life and i will to win you had stand naked, stoned, and stabbed. I'd call that a bargain, the best I ever had. Yeah. Like, whoo, calm down. It's intense. Yeah, it's like you're really prepping, like, future stalkers with this song. Yeah, like, last time we were talking about, like, ABBA being clingy, this is, like, also, like, a stage five clinger this song. This is, like, maybe above a stage five. Yeah, this, this is, like, a like stage seven, six or seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, this is not clinginess. I feel like clinginess, there's, like, a, a sense of, like, you're clingy, but there's like some reciprocal yeah. feelings. This just feels like true stalking hours. Yeah. There's uh there's love and then there's obsession. Yeah. To flip it though, I think like uh you could take that verse minus like being stoned or something, and that could be like a Christian rock lyric. Oh, oh okay. God. Yeah, like I think because oh, you know, I fall into this all the time actually, where I think love songs are love songs and then they're actually like about God. Yeah, because I think it's I think it's definitely about God, and I also think it's like oh, this uh, is about God. Yeah, or like about whatever God means to the who. I don't know what that means. Interesting, but is like, it yeah. weird that that makes me feel better? <laughs> no, I mean I think no. I really like this song, but I didn't understand it at first, and then once I was like, oh, because it's like really self-abnegating, kind of like you said. Yeah, and uh, what that's call why I didn't it? like it. But I probably didn't like respond to it well because you know I don't care about God for sure. <laughs> But, like, the chorus, too, where he's, like, they have a lot of, like, funny songs in my mind. Definitely. You know, like, I feel like he, he's, like, yeah, that's a fucking bargain, dude. I'm, like, obviously that's, like, tongue-in-cheek a little <laughs> bit, I hope. Mm-hmm. There are a couple songs in here I did write down, like, is this supposed to be satirical or, like, yeah, making fun of themselves? I just, I, in literally one of the descriptions I read of the song, it was classified as, like, a love song. So I think that's why I interpret it this way. Also, are we going to act, like this song is better than best I ever had by Drake. Dude, I was thinking of that so much. Cause I'm not going to act like that. That's like the greatest love song ever written. I don't think they're in the same. I lane. don't know if it's like the greatest love song ever written. Oh no, they're not, but they both <laughs> say the lyric. <laughs> Either of them. I would say greatest love song ever written is by uh, Cher. And it's the one that is something about a smile that I like. I had no idea you liked Cher as much as you do. I only like like five songs. I didn't so know I just bring either. them up a lot. 
it's that's good. all I have to say about this song. Do you like it? I mean, do you guys like it? Or yeah, no? it's good. No, I don't like it at all. Man, okay. Wow. I love it. I feel like strong showing. Two back-to-back bangers for me, I think. <laughs> I like it. I mean, it's like nice to listen to. I'm not just like, I'm just not like bopping my head along, you know? You're not like, dad bopping. I'm not like really jamming to this. There's not enough jam band yet for me here, but... It'll come later. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I was listening earlier, and I was like, oh, I feel like Lily would like this jam band part. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the flip at the end, too, where he's like, one and one don't make two, one and one make one. I was like, that's a nice... I mean, I think it's like a switch in perspective, too, because the first part is like one singer. The guy that jumps in to do that bridge, I don't remember who, which one it is, but... You want to be like one entity with the, the person you love or like the thing you love, where it's not like divided. Wow, that's so much like deeper and beautiful than when i was reading it I right was just like, i'm like yeah i feel like it's like pretty deep yeah i was like that's just not right you don't know how to do <laughs> yeah, math it's like, that's, not math. That's, that's stupid you're like is yeah. it negative one though <laughs> like yeah a lot of things come off as like apolitical or conservative and it's really just like they're kind of like nihilistic spiritually mm. nihilistic I don't know if I love that yeah but it's, it's weird that's fine <laughs> it's a choice i mean they are british right they are, they are British, yeah. Wait, what, Wait, what does that, that have to do, to do with, with that? Anything? Yeah, I just feel like the trend we've seen from like British bands is that they are like very political, but in like a very more subtle way. Yeah, that's true. Than yeah. like American. Yeah, I feel like I've noticed Europeans are like that old world thinking, and Americans are like hope, change, <laughs> and like it doesn't happen though. Yeah, I think it's like easy to be like well I care and I'm really like educated about this but like I'm not going to take an emotional stake in a certain opinion because that's really like effeminate and like yeah mm. I'm not a woman you know so I hear that who gross. is am I right who is a woman <laughs> <laughs> tell us in the comments no <laughs> just kidding Raise tweet at us hand. if you're a woman don't yeah. give us your opinions on that actually <laughs> yeah we don't want to know JK okay let's gender go to isn't real. gender is a, is a fallacy okay exactly. Let's go to Love Ain't for Keeping. Yeah, um, again, it's like, it's a boring, it's like a pretty boring scene he's painting, right? He's like, I have like a freshly mowed lawn. I have like a wife. Like, come lay, the baby's asleep. Let's have sex. <laughs> Literally, that's what this is describing. I just think it's funny. It's like, this is a sex song. I didn't even know this was a sex song until like 20, 30 listens in or something. Yeah. So we got some horny points going on right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. some horniness, but like some classy, restrained horniness, I guess. Okay, so I like some family entertainment horniness. Some true like British horniness. Yes. Ooh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. They just want a quick kiss and a cuddle you know pg-13 maybe exactly i like it it's like fine i feel like all of these songs like i like them all but i don't like have that strong an opinion on any of them except for one i feel very strongly either way except for this song i'm I'm just like i could forget about it i don't love this musically but uh i'm just really appreciating the lyrics a lot because like even the chorus again like love ain't for keeping is such a weird way to be like i want to have sex with you it's kind of rude, actually, when you think about it. Wait, why? I don't know. It's like, I feel like he's, like, negging her. Really? I don't I, I don't mean, like, that. not really, but, like, kind of. It's like, oh, loving for keeping, you know? It's like, 
It's not like he's like asking her nicely. He's like, oh, yeah, I you guess shouldn't so. keep that. What does this mean? Love ain't for keeping. Like you shouldn't keep your love to yourself, right? Oh. Yeah, like you should be like open. Yeah. But I don't know. I thought that con- consent was like presumed because they're essentially like married. That's a problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. That's a problem. But but I don't I mean, I don't think that anything's manipulative explicitly in the song, though. I don't know. I just don't like the phrasing of it. I mean, like, I like the song. I'm really like hammering this point home for no real real reason. But I just I don't know that like phrasing of it. Just like if someone came up to you at a bar <laughs> and was like, hey, <laughs> yeah, OK, yeah. loving for keeping like, you know, oh spread your legs you know i don't think this narrative doesn't come from anywhere i think there totally is that whole like if you're in a long relationship or like a marriage or whatever and then like the husband like wants to have sex and the wife is like i'm tired or like i've been fucking cleaning the house all day like me alone and he's like hey like love ain't for keeping and she's like you're right free love (laughs) like you know exactly um this really ties in nicely with the next song i have very similar feels with my wife I can't like think this of this name one. without thinking of Borat. My wife. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> I know that's right. Did no one else? No I try to repress Borat memories. So it ties so what's in. Your, yeah, yeah. What's your? Okay, this is some annoying dad husband bullshit. Like this is fucking stupid. And this, like, I <laughs> yeah. feel like I go into bands like giving them the benefit of the doubt, and I'm like, I want to get to know you. I want to hear what you care about, what you have to say. And then when I actually looked up the lyrics to the song, I was like, Oh, are you guys like dicks like i don't know because i'm like okay a if you're old enough to like be married and like whatever like maybe don't go and get trashed and like go mia and get arrested for the weekend like grow the fuck up b like he acts like his wife is insane for thinking he's cheating on her and he's like get me a machine gun get me a fucking you know Mm -hmm. karate master to help protect me from this crazy woman and it's like no like you clearly have done something to make this woman think that you are sleeping with another woman and that's why you've been like gone for so long so like don't give me this fucking patriarchal bullshit but i feel like this fits in so well with like the idea of like dad music in general and like dads in general oh my wife is really grinding my gears my wife yeah. yeah She wants me to cook dinner once a week, you know? <laughs> Crazy. She doesn't want to do the dishes every day. Yeah. Like, I feel like that really fits in with this, like, narrative. Absolutely. But to an extreme extent. To like, say that you need a machine gun to prepare yourself from a conversation with a woman is a little <laughs> much. Yeah, but is I it? mean, I feel like that's where it's like, how do we read this? Because it's like, it's so absurd. He's like, I need a tank. I need an airplane. It's just like, obviously, you're not going to get a tank or an airplane. So yeah, we're yeah. reading so this like, like too literally. Yeah, like you're being very literal. I feel like this is like n- completely silly. You think he's so joking? This is like, I think this he is. This is supposed to be like meta and we're still on like the I think it's meta because I think they wrote it about uh, the bassist in the band like did this to his girlfriend or wife. Yeah. And like, he I got think a, it's just he got a tank. being like, this guy's a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> let's just clown him. Or he wrote it from his narrative and was like, God, if only I had right, some sort yeah. of protection. Yeah. Because yeah. I was reading it and it was like, get me this, get me that, get me a car. I was like, yo, just give her the fucking car and she'll probably <laughs> chill out. Like, yeah, for or sure. Or just like, let her know that you're not that coming you're home. Alive, I don't dude. know. That's it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Communication, yeah. fellas. If you got it's put in important. jail, you should use your one phone call for your lawyer or your girlfriend <laughs> slash wife. Right. That's all I got to say. We're going to give you a yeah. little home advice yeah. over here. Lawyer. Okay. Tell your lawyer to call your wife, sure. your girlfriend, yeah, your partner. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple stuff. But I guess we yeah. got to spell it out because like men are from Mars. You know? <laughs> <laughs> 
JK. Oh my god. Yeah, or I mean, this isn't like that good of a song. Let's, <laughs> no, let's be not, honest. Besides but, that, like, it's just not that good. But yeah. It's okay. But if it's you like, did want to read it literally, it is a dad theme. I'm not going to say all dads. There's some no, great dads. No, no, no. There's yeah. some chill ass dads who can communicate. I just feel like this stereotype of a dad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, fully. I just think it's funny, though, because it's like he goes through that whole escalation of like, I need a gun. I need a karate man. I need all of this. And then at the end, he's just like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rest for the night. And then in the morning, I'm going to, like, keep going. So it's, like, he's never going to go home. Like, it's so... But that's also such it's a, like, male stereotype. Like, I'm just going to avoid confrontation. Yeah, totally. Which only makes it worse. Bellas, if you're listening... Don't do that. It Don't only do what makes this guy it worse. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take my wife as a sign of I'm advice. I'm just saying, like, I don't think they wanted the takeaway to be like, man, that wife crazy bitch like i don't think that well, was well you the know message. maybe me and lily have just been through enough yeah. of a sexist world that's, that we can't maybe true, we're yeah. reading it the opposite way because it seems very literal <laughs> to me that this could happen fair enough yeah, yeah. like i'm like okay yeah okay we're seems, really sensitive yeah. to like, yeah, they would do that yeah. like i'm like sounds like a man <laughs> Makes sense. Sounds like a dad. And you're like, no guy would ever do that. <laughs> yeah, well. We hope the who wouldn't, but apparently the drummer would. Yeah, yeah one I don't of them even did, know. At least, so. <laughs> I'm just saying, if she thought he was cheating on her, he was doing something to portray that vibe. Yeah, the wife's. He probably was cheating on her. Let's be real. Let's yeah. be real. The wife's uh, opinion is very valid in this story. Yes. More valid, I think, than the dude. All right. All right. Anything else? No. Uh, no. This song is over. The song is over. Okay. Well, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, what's your take, though? I feel like you were talking about this before. Was I, I talking about this it. song? You were like, have you listened yet? And you were like quoting the lyrics to me. Oh, yeah. I like this song. It's good. That's I don't know. I like all of them. They're all good to me. I just like don't have like a lot of feelings about them. I'm so. a fan. You like all of them, too. I like them all, actually. Yeah. Do I'm you surprised. Like so I wish I could tell you how I felt about this song. I have, like, a really big pet peeve about... Songs that are about songs. I have a, I have a pet peeve about that. I also have a pet peeve about songs when they say the title in the song. And they start with that. So it oh. really gives me a minute. Like, I, it takes me a while to get over that and like start trusting the song again and like wanting to care and be like, oh, I'll listen to you. Yeah. Because um, I just feel like it's like super cheesy. And then I just do think the song is cheesy because it's telling, you know, the story of a relationship as if the relationship is a song, which I just feel like is really obvious. But I like the chorus, like where it gets more intense. But I, yeah, it just like it's kind of like a slow burn for me. It's funny. I feel, I feel like I always like shit on bands for like, repeating their lyrics too many times and i gotta say like the who repeats their lyrics a lot so much but it doesn't bother me i think because their songs change so much like maybe. it's not yeah. the same like thing going on even though the yeah. lyrics are the same maybe maybe or maybe their lyrics i just like more so i'm not so bothered by them repeating i don't know but this song really like it it's it repeats a lot yeah it's For funny sure. to start a song saying the song is over it's kind of ironic yeah or is it not ironic? Who's to say? Post, who knows? Post Good ironic. one to who? Like a, a man who's afraid to fly that shot down. Oh, Alanis. Yeah. yeah. I Sorry. got you. Yeah, I don't know. I th it's weird, too, that like most of this, not maybe not most of it, but a lot of the album was like supposed to be a rock opera, and then they just made this album out of it. <laughs> yeah, and I feel right. like all these songs sound like musical songs to me. Yeah, this song definitely yeah, sounds like definitely. a musical song. Yeah. But like, I don't mind it. I like it. I don't mm -hmm. think a lot of the other songs sound very musical to me. Maybe because it's only like one person singing for a lot of it, though. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but like th- three of them, maybe three or four of them. I don't know. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm going back and being like, yeah, I'm going to fucking add this to my playlist. That's true. Yeah. I don't like, think I would do yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, it's gone. <laughs> the song is over. The song's over. I'm never going back to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's canceled. <laughs> All right. Getting in tune. You like this song, Ryan? I like it. Um, I mean, I feel like this one, the one before it and this one, it's sort of like, it works in the album. I don't think I would like go to this song, but like, I like the, the meta-ness yeah. of it. I'm kind of like surprised by how meta this is. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, I, I don't like, like the meta-ness. You don't like the meta-ness? Yeah. You don't like that they're singing a song? I don't like songs about songs. <laughs> they're playing off other stuff too with like, he doesn't know what he's saying. Like, you could read it on, like, a really surface level as, like, I'm just trying to, like, pick up a girl that I like, you know? And there's a lot of stuff, like, I'm trying to, like, zero in on, like, the vibe of this situation. Yeah. And then at the end of it, it, like, goes back to another, like, very familiar dad trope of, like, I'm going to get on the straight and narrow, like, mm-hmm. because of I this girl. Like part. You know? But I'm just, like, the way they flip it is so, like, there's so many layers to it that I feel like they have to be being, like, ironic on some level yeah i mean i think it's a well thought out song and also i mean i feel like getting in tune the way they say it really sounds like getting into you yeah oh yeah like for the whole yeah like i always i thought it was like that's what i thought it was until probably like a few days ago when i looked at the name right yeah i feel like it could be so i thought it was about him like getting into someone a just like a horny point I mean, I was thinking emotionally, guys. But oh, sorry. Uh, it's okay. Oh, it's I fine. You were, <laughs> literally well, thought you were having sex. That's where my mind went. <laughs> well, everyone. Um, we'll clean up our act. I'll get on the straight and narrow. <laughs> <laughs> I like this song. Yeah, I, I wrote down that I feel like Mouse Rat from Parks and Rec was heavily influenced by The Who. Because this song, like, really reminds me of Mouse Rat. Like, when they're like, we are in the band. Like, yeah. it just sounds so <laughs> similar. And, like, the way that he, like, sings, I don't know. I'm like, this is, yeah, they would totally try to go after classic rock like this. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I'd listen again. <laughs> I, would, yeah. I would, too. <laughs> you know, Eight probably, out of ten bops. Yeah. Eight out of ten. I feel like even the name The Who is, like, a dad thing. Like, The Who? Like, I don't <laughs> like know. A, a <laughs> shitty dad joke is your band name. <laughs> yeah. 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 God, such dads. And so what true. was it that they changed it from? Because I feel like that was also the a dad name. Descendants? The... The Decembrists. The Decembrists. De- what was it? I thought it was Discords. Dis- no. Please write it in the comments. Below. Like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> As always. Retweet. Cool. What about getting mobile? Cha cha. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. How could you not? This is yeah. like the certified banger of the album to me. Oh wow. wow. Okay. I, I okay. wouldn't go that far, but I mean, I do like it a lot. I love this song. Um, it sounds like there was a lot of like a lot of arguments about um 
stopping touring and band members who wanted to like continue touring like it was like really important to him I f- it might have been Keith Moon I forget and so I don't know if like that was the person who wrote this song but definitely like yeah just wanting a life on the road also reminds me a lot of Lauren and Dan shout out yeah yeah band travels where you just like put your life on They're the road and go yeah I will say he loses w- some woke points for me um, because he says he doesn't care about pollution and he's yeah. an air condi- air conditioned <laughs> gypsy. Or, yeah, gypsy. <laughs> I know. I like, mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm like, but again, like, wow. is it like conservative? Is it like a joke? I can't tell. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. to read these lyrics. I mean, I feel like gypsy at that time was probably like, no one was like, oh, you shouldn't say that. Oh right? no, I agree. I agree. Like, Just because I mean, of like, like not caring about the environment. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but now in retrospect. In right. Re- oh yeah. yeah. Doesn't care about pollution. I'm an air-conditioned gypsy. <laughs> He's just really speaking it's to funny his though. privilege. I mean, there. it's like pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, check your air conditioning privilege. <laughs> yeah, honestly. seriously. Dude, everyone in LA, check your air conditioning privilege because I'm you. really hot. Right yeah, now. We're, we're hot. suffering every day. <laughs> every fucking day. Because you fuckers want to eat meat and warm up our planet. Exactly. All right. And you won't share your pools. Yeah, that's a valid okay. like, issue. Let's talk about the swimming for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Join us this summer first women beverly hills we're gonna occupy the one percent pool yeah we're <laughs> occupying occupying the wealthiest pools nice until they get in and swim around and try to push us out and drown please sign our petition on change.org um sponsored by change.org <laughs> <laughs> i also wrote cool use of guitar sounds like a washing board or something <laughs> oh okay yeah i can Wait, see that what's a washing board i don't know it's like, like that one of those like, it's like a cool sound very experimental i'm surprised how it. relevant these songs are to like today politically you mm. know so i'm like oh, people yeah. are going mobile yeah yeah i don't know everyone's going mobile sponsored and by t-mobile i swear to god this was used in a t-mobile commercial oh really i actually oh. think because it's like i'm going mobile it's like a perfect <laughs> commercial <laughs> jingle definitely also maybe that's where says, i know the first chord from yeah if anyone here oh. listens to this album yeah and listens to this song and recognizes the first chord in the beginning from another song please let me know it's killing me i can't figure it out maybe subliminally it is the t-mobile commercial it could be i feel like it's like a song by like john mayer ew don't know we know how I feel about John Mayer. I forgot. I'm sorry, but it's I okay. like him. It's okay. Just like next time, think about my feelings more. <laughs> I also feel like they have like beep beep in this song too. I'm like, it's yeah. begging to be used in a car commercial <laughs> if it hasn't already. Maybe it probably, it's gotta be, right? It's one or the other. I don't know. Somewhere. It's like, I don't even mind the beep beep. Like, beep, I think beep. it's like, I'm like, beep, okay. Beep. Surprisingly, like I'm a fan of like most old songs that say beep beep in them. And there's a lot. <laughs> That's like you gotta beep beep. I'm here for it. That's the tea, sis. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> the take no one asked for. Cool. All right, we want to go into behind blue eyes. No one knows what it's like to be the bad man. Do you guys have a take? So this is like a white male oppression song. This fully is. This is like, no one gets what I'm going through. My sadness and suffering is unique to me. And yes, I did think about it being satirical. I wrote this down. Like, comma, is he being satirical? Is what I wrote to myself. 
but I read that he was writing about the hardships that he faced in his life and like about being like bullied and like his parents getting divorced and like whatever. And like all that, like I'm not trying to like do the oppression Olympics and be like, your suffering doesn't mean anything like fine. But like, you're literally going to sing to the world. No one knows how I feel. I'm suffering by the way. I'm white and have blue eyes. That's he and- was ahead of the curve. How? What do you mean? Like people are doing that Just now. Just like publicizing. Oh, that. yeah. Like like men's rights shit. Yeah. And I feel like that goes into like a dad theme too, in two different ways. Like one, like being like, oh, boohoo me. Like I live in a house full of daughters and a mother and they're mean <laughs> to me. But also like I could totally see it going into like, you know, like, yeah, like men aren't allowed to express their emotions and men aren't allowed to talk about like their suffering and stuff like that. But it just like really rose me the wrong way. And I really don't like the song. That's a really good take. I didn't think about that. I heard this was supposed to be a big moment on the Lifehouse sci-fi opera that he didn't finish, mm. where it was like there was a guy who was like in that. Did you read the synopsis of that at all? I'm like pissed that I read any of the synopsis of, this, of Tommy. No, not of Tommy, but like of the one he planned to be a sequel that rolled into this album. No. So I guess part of it was like sci-fi dystopia, people trying to transcend it and stuff, and like part of it was like everyone wears these suits that like gives you overloads you on experiences and like through that you like transcend or something and there's a guy like manning the switchboard of those suits and like it's maybe from the point of view of him oh which is like whatever that's a whole other thing but when i first heard this i was like is it from the point of view of like a prisoner like a murderer who's locked up or like a sociopath wow you're giving them so much credit yeah i mean why blue eyes though like why would blue eyes be attributed to that i think i mean i don't i think we're looking at it racially now because it's like aryan imagery is in the air but i don't think like he has blue eyes pete townsend has blue eyes so like it could just be like a vivid detail like it's catchier than being like behind my eyes yeah i mean i definitely think it's autobiographical like i don't think he's like making a statement actually about like white men or anything like that that's just like it's hard for me to take seriously because no I'm, totally like, yeah on. but no i no i fully think he means it from like his own perspective like but i do think it's kind of a stretch to really for any person in the entire world to say no one knows what i'm going through like totally 100 percent. that's totally. a little extreme that's why i wasn't sure if it was satirical that's true too, because I'm like I didn't read this as satirical at all, so that's why I think you're yeah I didn't well it just seems so outlandish that I'm like are you should I not be taking you seriously like are you making fun of someone who's like oh boohoo me no one gets it or are you like actually like fuck like I'm alone in these feelings right I feel like becoming famous though is like I feel like it's a reoccurring theme that we see with these bands that it's so isolating and so leads you to do like really things that you didn't think that you would do definitely so. Yeah maybe he's like writing it in reaction to that where like he feels like he's so different from other people now sure so and the uniqueness of maybe being someone in his position but still right. being miserable and suffering yeah like, i can see it in both ways it's just like Bleh. i actually yeah. don't hate it but i don't like i liked it i didn't love it but it was hard to read for me though too because it was like i felt like he was being really sincere and trying to get into like a really morally bad character because he was like, I have no conscience, but like I do have like wants, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I have desires and I have dreams, but like I can't. And he was like, he was also saying later, he's like, and Limp Biscuit covered it. <laughs> what? Tidbit. Wow. Fred Whoa. Durst covered that's it. That's something I'm going to listen to I later. I love that. that so that's, uh, that builds your white men theory, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Strong evidence for that. Maybe that's how they <laughs> interpreted it. And they were like, you know what? You're right. You're fucking yeah. right, dude. No one does know what it's like to have blue eyes. Nobody appreciates the biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right.
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bow, bow, bow. What do we think is better, the jungle land yell or the uh, yell at the end of the song? Ooh, dude, that's a poll. That's a really good poll. I question. want that to be a poll. That's a hard one. Let us know your thoughts. Can I just say, certified banger? Certified banger. I agree. Oh yeah. Yeah. Certified banger. Certified banger. So this is the CSI Miami. This All is right. David Caruso. Like, yeah. Okay. Sunglasses. Okay. Makes a pun. Yeah, I like this song. <laughs> Big like, thumbs up. I like it too. I think this is like my favorite like dad bop song Dude, oh, yeah. of every song we've listened to. Yeah. I think this is like the certified banger of every song of everything we've listened so to. Like more than all of ABBA and all of Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Holy and this shit. is why. Wow. And all of Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Holy well, shit. Well, especially in terms of the context of this entire project of like going into an artist that I don't know anything about and like distance myself from forever and finding something out of it, which I have done a lot. I've, I've liked more of these bands than I thought I was going to, obviously. But this lands so hard for me musically and the lyrics too. Like, I just feel like it's a full package of a song that I like love. And then I feel like it's the only thing that's connected me with understanding why someone might like classic rock. Like this vibes with me, I think probably because it has like a little bit of an electronic vibe. Like that's very like my kind of music. So yeah, I'm just totally here for this song. I love a song and I'll keep listening to it. I agree. Yeah. What do you think? I have like a, I could go in. I don't know. I don't want to monopolize. You should go no, in. go in. Should I go in? Okay. I mean, yeah, I agree. I think it's like, musically, it's awesome. Synths are crazy. I mean, synths throughout this album are crazy. I didn't say yeah. that. But uh, yeah, I think it's cool because it paints like, th- this is where, after listening to this enough, I went back and like, I was like, oh, they kind of like show their political perspective on yeah, this song. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Wh- that's why I understood why you said that earlier. Because yeah. of this song. Because it's like, he'll take you through it. It's like, it's not like he was never like thought he could be a revolutionary yeah but it's just that like we did the revolution and either like it was futile or it wasn't enough like it was yeah. still rooted in like the same shit we're just gonna get into the same we're gonna problems. have to do it again yeah so like, do we want to say conservative though that's like, like yeah, a, I don't know. conservative has a certain connotation maybe, maybe it's just like reactionary let's say or like analytical like yeah i, I don't know if he's they're trying to dismantle the system you know? <laughs> yeah he, i feel no, like yeah, he's like anything he's more of a resol- revolutionary he definitely is i don't think it's like it's not like what i would call conservative today yeah but it's like of the time maybe yeah where it's like ah, uh, you should i mean i feel like this is a dad you mentioned this earlier where it was like a, somebody can use like a spiritual excuse or like some kind of like well you got to look at the big picture to not yeah. take action right and i feel like i this kind of really sums that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, that's true. Cause it's easy to belittle, you know, anything that where people get passionate. Like I, I just, I so heavily think about like the Bernie stuff with the song. Cause it's like, that's what was going on. People were really itching for something new. You know, they're like, Oh, you know, the new bosses, the old boss is the same boss or whatever, you know, like all these presidents are the same. Every politician's the same bullshit. And then we had, you know, or many of us felt like there was someone new And so many people wanted to invalidate like that hope and be like, it's not going to be enough. It's not going to change things, which I can understand because that the the whole time I was sort of like, you know, even if he's president, he's probably going to do things that many of us don't like because when you're the president of the United States, you're not going to you're going to have to be like a a warhead. Um, Mm. Right. But and a capitalist. But um, I don't know. I feel like do that, though. Just saying I I do. I do think he would. but and, and not just him. I mean, anyone in that position. Um, the West Wing really helped me out there. Learning about that, <laughs> by the way. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the West Wing. Um, 
but I, I, but I had more respect for that, like kind of neutral perspective in this song. Cause I didn't think it was so nihilistic. I thought it was like really like, no, literally historically, when you look at all of this shit and how, uh, uh, divided sides are becoming and how people are like going about things in different ways or, or like in the wrong way. Like, I don't know. I just totally understood the like political analysis of, of everything yeah. that they were mentioning. Yeah. I mean, it's good. I don't have like as much of a in-depth opinion. I just kind of felt like about this whole album that I was like, I like it, but I'm not like getting a lot from it. If that Mm. makes sense. Like I did not feel like a spiritual connection to any of the songs besides like going mobile was like the one I liked the most. Yeah. I guess I like in retrospect, I disliked more of the songs than I liked, but the songs that I liked, I liked so much that I feel like I like the who, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I really think like they open so strong and they close so strong. Yeah, yeah that's that, like, true. The ones in the middle, it was sort of all of them. I felt like these are complex characters, and like the point of view in the song is like you can really read it like three to four different ways in every song. Absolutely. So and was, you know, it felt together to me. Yeah, and I love. I really appreciate that they didn't pull an ABBA and they didn't end with this song is over. Like ABBA ended with like thanks for the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, The Who. It's yeah. funny, like, how much we hate the breaking of the fourth wall in albums, I feel like. I don't yeah. hate it. I don't know. I mean, I liked it in the, uh, I didn't really mind it in the getting in tune song as much as I did the song is over. I did hate that ABBA song, though, yeah. <laughs> Which ABBA song? The Thanks for the Music. Oh, yeah, that I was, was, not that a, was yeah. a bad song. Dude, Keith Moon's drumming also on this. Crazy. Yeah. I feel like it's a good, like, bookend last time we were talking about John Bonham being a good drummer, mm-hmm. but I'm like, Keith Moon doesn't play like a bar the same in any mm-hmm. of these songs. Mm-hmm. It's like cool. really unique. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's some of the issue I have with all of this music is you really have to appreciate the instrumentals. And I like don't appreciate instrumentals, <laughs> which really puts me at a disadvantage. Sure. But, it's, but it's like, I've been saying like, I feel that people grow up with a certain perspective of why they quote unquote should like something. And it's like, if you can go in with a fresh take, like we all are with these bands where we're not being told this is something you're supposed to like because it's a classic and you're just like, how do you think about it? Like, I feel like that's a more valid opinion for sure. Cool. What dad imagery do we get from the who? Do you guys have anything? You have something good? No. Okay. I I feel like I have a good one. So um, I think like Baba, I was thinking Baba O'Reilly, like I loved that song so much when I was little. And I think just this album in general reminds me of like uh, being like a little kid and like driving in the car and my dad's like playing music and no one's talking. And it's like, you're really just like taking in, it's like someone who's like uh, giving you guidance and like taste, you know what I mean? And like finally a good Mm -hmm. song comes on and you're just like, oh wow, this is like really amazing and it's it's working yeah it's like that feeling where you're like time is sort of like you're like this is like you're fully like in the moment you know what i mean yeah and i think a lot of the what they talk about is like the in the moment time is cyclical sure all of that so can you imagine how upsetting would be if you had a kid who just like hated all the stuff that you liked i'm like preparing myself for it happens all the time yeah yeah um I don't know. I feel like their music kind of reminds me of like a family reunion for some reason. I don't have like a strong sense of why, but I just like get this image of like adult siblings, like a lot of them like meeting up after like maybe being like apart for some time and like, I don't know, like having like 
like setting the table and I just like see this song like playing in the background, like this album. That's cute. Yeah, you I know? Like that. Well, now that I know that they're religious, I'm thinking of like the ultimate dad, like <laughs> G-O-D. Um, the father to all of God, us. God, the ultimate dad. <laughs> the holy dad. father. Um, I just like, ha- I don't know. I just have this image of like a dad going to see a Who concert now. And, like, maybe you've never seen your dad, like, really that, like, emotional. Like, I feel like maybe you've always seen dads as, like, stoic and just kind of, like, chill. Like, kind of goofy, but, like, kind of quiet. And then you go to this concert with him and he just fucking, like, rages. Like, and he's just, like, so happy and excited. And you get to see this whole other side of your dad as, like, youthful and not an old man. I feel like that's the image I got. Hell yeah. All right. Sweet. Hell yeah. All right. Well, should I announce our newest song? Yes, album. let's talk about the next. Okay, so band. next we are doing, we're doing Jimi Hendrix. You oh guys. shit! Oh nice. Okay, so we're gonna do "Where's Your Experience." I think that's the name of it. Sweet. Or are you? Are you experienced? Gotcha. Uh, I got confused with the who. I mean, the where, you who know? could blame you? You don't know yeah. anything about them yet. Nice. Are you experienced? And it's gonna be lit. I don't know any Jimi Hendrix, so. Me neither. I'm a huge Jimi Hendrix fan. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> well, you and John will have a lot to talk yeah, about because we're going to have a. We're going to have a guest. Oh, yeah. It's our first guest. He's not a dad. But, but he's, he's a dog dad. He's a dog dad. He's, yeah. a dog dad. Spirit. he's a dog dad. Yeah, very much a dad spirit, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So. And he sounds exactly like Army Hammer. So we could have just said Army Hammer is coming on our podcast and it would have been <laughs> the same. Damn it, we should have done that. We, yeah. we would have gotten a lot of traction. Army Hammer's coming <laughs> on the pod. We booked him. <laughs> we couldn't it's believe it. Pretty busy, it. but we got him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah so Timothy Chalamet's dad. Eat your heart out, Luca Guarder. I don't know how you say this. <laughs> how you say his last name? Anything yeah. else we need to just say? Uh, like us type. on everything. Everything. Everything except send LinkedIn. Us an, send us an email. Yeah. Yeah, God, Dad guys, box. Come on. This is like Dad Culture 101. Send us a fucking Send us email. An email. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we live in LA, so if anyone lives here, <laughs> we're going to do a meetup. Come we're going to do a Dad Box meetup. Meet it's just us. We hang out a lot. You so. just find us at a dive yeah. bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we go to a lot of those. But they um, have a jukebox with some real good dad music yeah. on it. So A lot of Blondie, which is a dad band. Yeah. I will say. True. Facts. Cool. All right. Well, All right. thanks for listening. Sweet. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.